Hey guys and welcome back to Love What Luck. Hope you all had a good week. I've had a really weird one this week. I just, I don't know, know when you just have one of those weeks where you just feel like a little bit overwhelmed maybe? I don't know, Tuesday I had like the worst anxiety and I haven't had anxiety like that for a while, like where it lasts pretty much all day. Um, it was Matt's birthday so I had the day off so I was like, oh my god, don't let anxiety ruin this. We'd had like such a nice weekend for his birthday. I was like, why have I got anxiety today? And like, no, sometimes you wake up and you feel anxious, like if you just have in your chest. For me, I'm like, why do I feel like this? If I end up thinking about every single thing that could possibly be contributing. I don't know if it's because I put that episode out where I'm talking about meeting my ex. I think maybe that had something to do with it because I like didn't really even advertise on my personal page. I think I was just like afraid of judgment, what people would think, or I don't know what. I don't know if that was like a trigger for me or just like talking about my anxiety before maybe brought it back. I don't know. But when I was in that mode, I was just thinking about loads of stuff. And I was like, it is the hottest summer, I think, on record in the UK ever. And I don't even feel like I've done anything for it. I just feel like I work and then come home and then I just think about the podcast like the whole time, like editing it, reels, how can I make it better, downloading new software, looking for love stories, answering people, you know, about their stories. And it kind of like is all I want to do. So obviously that's my choice. But today now I'm like, it's 31 degrees in London. Am I sitting outside? And I know it's the palest I've ever been all summer. To be fair, it has got to do with moving to East Croydon because... If I was somewhere where I had like a really nice park, then I would spend much more time outdoors and like sitting there. But I don't want to go and sit in the park in East Croydon. It's not very nice. I walked once to a park, which was like half an hour walk away. I got it. That was not worth worth the walk. Definitely not. Actually, I think I ended up getting like a bus or tram back or something. So yeah, I think that's got something to do with it. And... I don't know, just time. I feel like I've got no time to do anything and maybe that's what contributed to the anxiety as well. Like, I've been away quite a lot and I've had quite a lot on. Even today, um, Matt and I are going to Amsterdam for the weekend. Like, he's rushing, I'm rushing. Barely got my clothes together. We're going to America next week. We haven't even booked all our hotels. Like, we've booked, We've booked one hotel, I think. We haven't even booked one of the connecting flights when we're there. We're just so last minute. And I know it's first world problems, but I'm like, I need to sort out my outfits. It just feels like I can only take things one day at a time. Or I get too overwhelmed. Like, that's how I was like before my birthday. I was like, I can literally only do one day at a time. And, and I'm trying not to stress about the fact that I haven't been outdoors all summer. Pretty much. Well, that's what it feels like anyway. So I don't know, sorry to come on you <laughs> opening the podcast with a little bit gloomy gloom, but it's just been, yeah, just been a bit of a weird week. But, you know, it happens and I've started to read um, Vex King Good, what is it, Good Vibes, Good Life? I mean, I've read it before, but it's like honestly one of my favourite books. It's such an easy read and it's got such nice stuff in it. So I've just started to read that a little bit just in the mornings to try and get some positivity back in me. Um, But yeah, we are going to Holland for the weekend. So my 
family are going we used to go every single year when I was younger every year like for some reason my parents just went to Holland one year and absolutely loved it and have gone every year since like I don't know how many times they've gone but it was like before I was even born so my sister like when she was younger did have the luxury of going to some different places but for me Every year, two weeks in the summer was Holland, which to be fair, I absolutely loved. Like, it's so nice there, and the people are so friendly. And if you if you've got kids, which is why my parents went to go, it's a really good place to go because like every restaurant you go to has got like big play areas outside, and there's loads of stuff to do as a child. So for me, or because my sister and me have got such a big gap, it pretty much was like an only child when I was away. It was always really good for me because there was always stuff to do um and we'd go to like certain resorts and stuff you know it's like where the kids have stuff to do and then when we were teenagers uh, Lucy used to come you know Lucy came on the podcast so she used to come and obviously then it was like the most fun and like a two-week holiday yes please um but yeah they still go and my sister and brother-in-law go in this year as well for the two weeks because they've got two little boys so they're gone for the two weeks and Matt and I are going out for the weekend but we're doing a night in Amsterdam which I'm really excited about I haven't been for a little while now um I've been a few times but I've booked a really nice restaurant for Matt's birthday tonight it is called Lolo's I mean it looks really nice online I'm not the best at finding restaurants, but I will let you know how it is. Um, Obviously, everything will be on my Insta. By the time this comes out, I'll be home. But no doubt there will be a highlight on my Instagram. I'm probably going to take my camera, but I'm literally only there for like three and a half days. So I don't know. I'll let you know if (laughs) if it's vlog worthy. I'll let you know. Maybe I'll just tie it in with, with a week like Amsterdam, Holland and... Don't know, whatever else goes on next week. Hopefully a better, more chilled week next week, you know. <laughs> because this week, yeah, just being a weird one. The place that my parents and my family are staying in is like really nice big cottages, like with thatched roofs and it's on this resort, which is so peaceful. It's by the water. Um, when I say by the water, I mean like literal, just like a lakes or something. Or I don't even know what it is. Do you know what? Matt actually takes a piss out of me because on the... On my vlog in Rome, I say, oh, look, the canal. And, like, when I played it back for Matt, he was like, that's the river Seine or whatever. He's like, I told him it was the, one of the biggest rivers in wherever. He's like, it's not a canal. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know my body of water that well. When I took him back to Wales for the first time, there's a lake that we grew up in, right? And anyone in the Rhonda from Ferndale, big up, you lot will know it's the lake. So Llinavorin is in Welsh. That's a primary school I went to. There's a Lady of the Lake statue. There's a whole legend all around this lake, right? And it's right by my parents' house. And when I go back, it's like my favourite thing to do is go for a walk or a run round it. Like, it's honestly so, so pretty. And I was so excited to show it to Matt when I took him back to Wales for the first time. I was like, I'll take you for a walk around the lake. We got there. He's like, this is not a lake. He's like, it's not coming from anywhere. It's, it's a man-made... What did he call it? What's the thing that's smaller than a lake? Is it something with a P? Um, I'm normally having to Google that. I literally had to pause that and Google. Something with a P. A pond. Of course. Like, literally, this is what I'm like this week. Like, proper brain frog dum-dum. 
I might have even said brain frog and I meant brain fog. Uh, anyway, he was like, it's a pond. I was like, it is not. And I will never ever hear him say that. Like, it is a lake to me, like, till I die. But yeah, I'm not best with uh, my body's water. So, yeah, it's essentially, like, ponds, like, man-made ponds or something. I don't know. Anyway, do you know what? It's relaxing, and I can't wait. I love seeing my little nephews. I haven't gone home for ages. Like, I usually go home in July because it's all our family's birthdays in July. Like, mine, my nephews, and my parents, and, like, other fam, like, more extended family. But there's loads of us in July, and it's my sister and brother-in-law's wedding anniversary. So, um... I didn't go home in July for this year because I just had too much on. So we're going to have like a little belated birthday party slash celebration for us all. And yeah, I'm just excited to chill out a little bit. So I was actually, I've got a few love stories up my sleeve that people have sent me. But being as it's just me this week, I thought I'd go for one that I found online uh, by the way, thank you for everyone that voted in that poll I did. I did a little poll on Instagram because last week when I did that episode, I felt like a bit lonely. Not lonely, but like when I listened to it back, I was like, I felt weird. You know what, this is probably partly to do with like my whole weird mood last week. It probably wasn't the podcast at all, but I think I'd done so many episodes with somebody. I was like back by myself and I was like, oh, and even editing it back, I was like, oh my God, like, am I boring? Do people want just me? And I kind of just overthought it quite a bit. I mean, I feel fine this week, so it's probably something to do with my mood. Um, I feel okay chatting to you guys this week. But yeah, I did a little poll saying, like, do you prefer just me or with a guest? And I can't remember the exact figures, but say it was like 70, 30 or 80, 20. But majority went for that it was good to have a mix of the two, which I'm really grateful for because <laughs> that's what I do. And if you'd all said, um, you know, we want a guest all the time, then I'd be like, shit, I'm going to have to try and convince somebody to come on every single week. And it's hard because it's so much better in person. Like, I love doing it in person. So I, even though I've done lots on Zoom, it's just better in person. So that makes it obviously a little bit harder. Um, hence why, like, Matt is coming on even more. Even <laughs> he was on the phone earlier to somebody and they like, Matt, you keep popping up on my Instagram. Like, I think it's you and your girlfriend having some sort of discussion. <laughs> He's like, for fuck's sake, this video's been circulating now, like, to people that he knows, even though he's, like, private on Instagram, is still popping up, which, look, <laughs> no complaints for me. But, yeah, one of the ones that he's in is on, like, over a million views. I was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Anyway, I've gone on such a tangent. I genuinely can't remember my point other than it's me this week. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I'm just going to read one that I found online. Um... And it is the story of Bob Harvey and Annette Adkins, whoever they may be. It's a cute one. So Bob Harvey first met Annette Adkins during study hall in 1955 and was immediately smitten. I couldn't take my eyes off her, he said. She had auburn hair and a stunningly beautiful face and her eyes were just wow. The two teens ended up going to prom together, but as many young relationships go, they lost touch after high school and married other people. Harvey never forgot about Adkins, though. In 2017, after his wife died, he searched for Adkins on Google and discovered she had also become widowed. I mean, <laughs> when you both become widowed, then that's a good thing. 
it's a bit strange. He sent her a card with his phone number and after chatting for a bit, Harvey drove 500 miles to visit her, stopping only for petrol and a bouquet of carnations. I handed her the flowers and then I cupped her face in my hand and said, whether you like it or not, I'm going to kiss you, he recalled. In October, the high school sweethearts married at a 50s-style diner and danced to Johnny Mathis. Don't know who that is. Just like they did in the prom 63 years earlier. So, I think that's super sweet. And when I first read it, I was like, oh my God, what cooties, like, your first love and it's never died and they've gone back and all this stuff. What I don't understand, right, is I always thought and hoped that when you get married, that is because the person that you've met is the person that you have loved the most, you know, out of your relationships. It's the, it's the person that you really feel like, oh my God, you are the one. Like, you are the one that I want to marry. And obviously you have different types of love and different types of relationships, but there's only one that you choose to marry. And that's because they are like the special one. And then I'm reading this, and like the one um, last week, was it last week? Where, yeah, where the guy had, was still thinking about his, like, love before. Why, please, if you've never stopped thinking, right, about your high school sweetheart, why are you proposing to somebody else? Why are you living your whole life and there's knowing in the back of your head that you might have loved somebody more? I don't know if I'm looking at it in too black and white and if maybe they think, oh, yeah, they were lovely, but no, you know, and they forget. But for your wife to die, right, and the first thing you do is Google your first girlfriend, like, oh, yeah, she's probably turning in her grave, the ex-wife. I couldn't wait. Bed was still warm. And he was going off now. No, do you know what? I don't want to, I don't know anything about this situation, so I'm not going to be too harsh, but... My God, like, it's just, honestly, it baffles me. The other thing is, like, when people now, our age, get engaged, like, a guy has come on to me before, having recently proposed to his girlfriend. And I'm like, why on earth have you proposed to somebody, planned a wedding, bought them a ring, if you're trying to cheat with me, somebody random that you've seen out, you know, there's no, like, relationship of any kind there, why are you doing that for? Just don't get engaged. And then I'm like, does that mean that guys somehow do feel pressure as well? It can't be from society. Maybe from their friends, but... Well, I don't know, actually, because Matt and his group of friends, they do kind of say to one of the guys, or when you're getting engaged. So maybe they get it a little bit, but, like, it's not the same as a girl. And I'm just like, why Why do you bother? Like, the thought of somebody proposing to me whilst they're still thinking about, like, quote-unquote, the one that got away, like, makes me sick to my stomach. Don't propose to me. Get up off your knee, break up with me, and go back and try and find it. Like, it's kind of like... That thing, like I said, but last week with that film, Everybody Loves Rosie, where people just, like, live their whole lives with people that they're not really happy with or that they don't feel like it's the one because they're afraid of what would happen if they went to the other person and said something. And it's sad. 
I get it completely, especially me. Like, I will never text anyone any anything that I'm actually feeling. Like, I'm actually the worst for it. But sometimes you just think, like, fuck it, shoot your shot. YOLO, literally. You're only here one time. Why are you not just going after, like, what you really want? What's the, what's the absolute worst thing that could happen? Is you get turned down. And then, okay then it's closure and then you move on you know really you're not really anywhere's off you especially if you've been with them before and you've had a breakup before then in my opinion nothing to lose if you've got any stories like similar to this guys please let me know or if you've just kind of gone after it with somebody and thought like fuck it I'm just gonna do it then let me know. So I think we need some of these stories because these, the story that I just read, there could be somebody out there listening thinking, okay, well, maybe the guy that broke up with me and broke my heart two years ago, maybe in 15 years he'll come back to me. No. Why do we need to think like that? People need to be honest at the time. I either love you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life or I don't. And therefore, I'm not going to think about you anymore. It's just wild to me. Although... Timing does have a big partner. Like sometimes you can be with somebody and it not be the right time and you move on. But again, don't marry somebody else or like have kids with them or, you know, move in with them if you still feel like something is there. Like when the time is right, just get back in touch. We've all had it before. The first guy that I dated when I came to London, it was like just before I'd even moved. So we kind of started like talking back when I was in Wales. I've probably said stories about him before. Um, But he, (laughs) when we first dated, I was like, I'm not ready for a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend, which I absolutely didn't. And I think I've said the story before where his friend was a girl was like, she's just not that into you. And I was like, excuse me, she doesn't know what she's on about. I really like you. I just don't want a boyfriend. Um, Obviously, she was right. (laughs) Because even if you really don't want a boyfriend, you find a way around you. You don't say, I literally came to her and I was like, okay, well, don't wait for me. Let's break up. (laughs) Like, so obviously, I didn't like it that much. But from his point of view, he felt like it was just a timing thing between us. He tried to get back in touch with me twice since. And I'm talking like years later. I think the first time was two years later. And I think the last time was like another two years on top of that. And I was like, "Han, yeah, I'm ready for a boyfriend now, but it's not you. I'm sorry. And both times I was actually with, <laughs> with the boyfriend. I was like, yeah, sorry, I've got a boyfriend now. So we've been there. And I'm sure he wasn't heartbroken when I told him. I was probably like, right, okay, I just have to accept that that's what it is. And now I'm sure whoever he's engaged to, if he is, or whoever he's with, he knows there's no unfinished business with me because I've shut it down. Because he went through So everything bad that I've ever said about him, I take back in this instance. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy at all, but... Oh, God, I don't even want to go into it because it's going to sound bad, but he was just a bit of a cringe... Um, we were definitely on very different pages. He was very serious. I was not. And, yeah, when I look back, the whole thing actually makes me cringe. Like, isn't it weird when when that happens? When you can be with somebody at the time and, like, you think it's fine and then you look back and you just recoil. Like, I think back to some stuff and I'm like, 
what was I doing? What was I thinking? Where was my mind at? Who was that girl? And thank God she's gone and she's nowhere to be seen anymore because... Oh, have I said this story before? Honestly, I just forget sometimes, sorry, what stories I've told her. And I, I almost don't want to say this story because if he ever listens, which I'm sure he doesn't, but... Oh, it's bad. But he was a personal trainer and... We used to do, like, sessions in his house, like, in front of his nan and his auntie. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, that was so bizarre. And and why was I consensual in that? Like, was I not, like, hugely, deeply uncomfortable? Yeah, I was. But if somebody asked me to do that now, I'd be like, no, get off, no, just let's go outside, let's go for a walk, let's go to the gym, like normal people. Why were we doing it in his living room in front of his family members? It's actually, it's honestly just gets like more and more bizarre the more that I think about it. Yeah, there was just a few little things like that where now I look back and I'm like, what on earth? But yeah, the one that got away, like, that is an actual saying that people are living their lives by. And I've actually got another story. It's just like a short one again. And it is. If there's a story that proves true love stands the test of time, it's this one. In 1944, I'm really like going into the archives with these ones. (laughs) The classic ones. I'm also meant to be nice, but I'm ripping apart. In 1944, 24-year-old KT Robbins met 18-year-old Janine Ganey while he was stationed in Brealey, France, and over the next three months, the two fell in love. But their courtship came to a crashing halt when Robbins was transferred to a fight on the Eastern Front during World War II. After the war, Robbins went home to Memphis and got married to another woman. I'm sorry. Why? Why? I know it's different then because they haven't got phones, they haven't got Facebook and stuff, but I don't know, I'm reading it. Maybe you just moved on and maybe you kind of forget because you do that sometimes, you know, and then it's actually like at the end you kind of realise, mm, actually it was much nicer than I realised. You know, then sometimes that happens, you date somebody and then you end it and then like a year, two years later, you're like, actually he was a really good person. So maybe there's a bit of that, but... KT, like, straight away, was it was in love with this woman and then guess fl- gone, gone somewhere else and just gets married to another woman straight away. Like, what happened to, you know, love knowing no bounds, is that a saying? <laughs> where it doesn't matter where you live or anything and, you know, love is love and you make it work. What happened to that, please? Anyway, back in France, Guyane, now Pearson, also moved on with her life. Fast forward to 2019, when Robbins returned to France for the 75th anniversary of D-Day and was interviewed by journalists from the television station France 2 about his World War II experience. The reporters helped Robbins track down Pearson and the two long-lost lovers, both 92, reunited in the French nursing home where Pearson lives. I always loved you, Robbins told her as they embrace. You never got out of my heart. And then they get together, (laughs) 92 years later. Oh no, sorry, they were 92. That, to be fair, that is super cute, isn't it? That is so, so sweet. And everything bad that I've said, which I do still stand by, like, you know, try and contact her. But I guess with them, like, 
it's a very different time. Like he would never have even been able to find her again if it wasn't for those people. It's like long lost families, you know. They can never track down their like siblings or their parents forever until they have people. So probably being a bit too harsh and I'm just gonna <laughs> finish with the romantic side of that. Like that is super sweet. And if you really love somebody, it never really goes. Is that true? I maybe. I mean I think it depends how you end, but I guess you always have a... Nah, nah. I'm like, I guess you always have a love for the people you've been with. And I'm like thinking back and I'm like, would I say I still have love for you? Mm, no, no, I would not. But I guess if it's like true, true love, then maybe. Um, There's the doorbell going. You've probably heard a bit of noise. There's Matt rushing around because we have got a flight to catch which is not a bad problem to have. I'm absolutely dripping in sweat. For those watching this on YouTube, I've had to close the windows for the sound and, my God, closed windows in a 31 degree London heat with a light on me. It's not the one. So I think that actually might be my last parcel coming in time, which I've been really, really lucky. I've had like three parcels come today. Yay! It's my parcel. It's your parcel. You, do you know what? You have to come on the podcast and you just, you say you've done mono and then he has to just come in and just let everyone know that you're you and you can't wait to come on next week. Don't forget me, please. I won't. Boosting the, uh, the listeners. He loves it. He loves it. Um, yeah, guys, that's it. I'm going to rush now and cool myself down before I have to rush for my flight. Um, come and let me know, as always, what you think. And if you've got any love stories to share, please let me know. Like, I had a message the other day saying, oh, I can share my love stories. Probably, like, not that good. Or it's probably not as, what do you say, not as wild as some of the ones you hear. I'm like, every love story is a good one. I love to hear them. I love reading them out. So, yeah, please... All my details are in the show notes and I'll speak to you next week.